As we navigate the world, as society marches forward and sometimes stumbles backwards, as convictions, certainties and norms evolve, it's important to find somewhere to feel at home. And wherever we find that feeling, more than ever, we need to be mindful. Welcome to Local Voices Global Stories, a podcast from Accor, taking you to the places where a reinvented vision of hospitality gives all of us a sense of community and carries us into the experiences of tomorrow. Because spreading our wings doesn't only expand our horizons, it also creates new feelings and new connections between communities and between the individuals in search of new discoveries and those who give them a warm welcome. There's always an opportunity to see more, feel more and go further. Open hearts and open minds make that possible and for a core, they're found within the talents who don't just make us feel at home, they make sure we are at home, wherever we are in the world. Those team members are at the heart of the whole experience, and we're here to find out how they fly the flag for openness and inclusion, creativity and innovation. Embracing difference when it comes to people's talents, their backgrounds, the languages they speak and the culture they grew up with is a no-brainer today. But even if we understand that diversity is the world's greatest human resource, what does it actually look like in the workplace? In theory, it should resemble a snapshot of the places we live in, where gender, religions, nationalities blend and coexist. But the reality doesn't yet match up to that vision, especially when it comes to minority communities in the world of work. Indigenous people have lower employment rates than their fellow citizens in countries around the world, and that gap can have a detrimental effect on physical and emotional well-being, on self-esteem and social mobility. The reasons for this imbalance are complex and numerous. The lasting effects of colonization and its traumas, for example, as seen among the stolen generation in Australia. And right up to the 1970s, police took part in the removal of huge numbers of indigenous children from their homes to be adopted by white families or put in institutions. Social and geographical exclusion has kept many indigenous people far from job opportunities and a lack of appropriate training has been a barrier to higher employment rates in the past. Present in more than 110 countries, the natural variety within its talents is an innate and invaluable asset for a core. Diversity is there from the get-go. It's also a fundamental part of the group's approach to hospitality, that is, a firm belief in the value of cultural exchange, the vitality that these human connections can bring, and the necessity of giving back to the local community. Inclusion has long been a core practice for the group, welcoming people from all social, ethnic and cultural backgrounds, whether that's as team members or as guests. That culture of openness has been fostered by progressive recruitment, with initiatives like the Indigenous Employment Programme in Australia or outreach to black and indigenous communities and people of color in the Americas. It's all about creating opportunities and attracting different profiles, sensitive to the cultural and geographic context of a place. That's underpinned by training courses to guide and support team members at every level, accompanied by resources to raise awareness and educate others, to move away from the negative stereotypes that can linger in some parts of the world. That also means reaching out to individuals, grassroots organizations in the community and local businesses to make sure they're included too. The benefits are clear. 
more awareness and more understanding. That makes for an empowered workforce and a successful team dynamic. And it's ultimately that feeling of being valued and appreciated for your unique skills that spills over from the workplace into the wider world, which is good news for guests seeking out a more mindful connection to those places and to the people who make them so special. With more than 60,000 years of living culture, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples are the descendants of the Earth's most ancient civilizations, sharing a deep and harmonious bond with their land and sea that predates any urban settling in the world. As custodian of this cultural landscape, our people and family have inherited the role of managing these lands until the next generation feels they are ready to take on this important responsibility for themselves. Yet more recent history has often failed to honour these people's role as the country's first inhabitants. The colonisation of Australia saw its indigenous populations pushed to the margins, with many forced to, quote, assimilate and turn their back on their ancestral way of life. Initiatives to repair the damage done by discriminatory policies got started relatively late, followed by a long overdue national apology for the mistreatment of these communities in 2008 from Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. We apologise for the laws and policies of successive parliaments and governments that have inflicted profound grief, suffering and loss on these our fellow Australians. That public statement certainly had symbolic value, but for many people, social justice in daily life was the real priority. That is, a profound and tangible change in the treatment of Indigenous people and the opportunities afforded to them. Employment is one of the sectors in Australia where that historic inequality is clear. Only 50 to 60% of Indigenous people over the age of 15 are in work, significantly less than their non-Indigenous neighbours. Those rates can drop to 37% in more remote, rural areas where access to education, transport and economic infrastructure can be more difficult. And there's a gender gap too, with fewer women employed from Indigenous communities. And while those numbers are going up, it's important to look at the nature of the jobs as well. For example, only 7% of Indigenous Australians work in management roles. The government has launched far-reaching programmes to tackle this imbalance, part of its Closing the Gap policy, which has ambitious targets to boost employment over the next decade. Working hand-in-hand with businesses like Accor, it's all about building sustainable career pathways. From targeted recruitment to cultural awareness training, the idea is to nurture personal and professional growth, allowing all Australians to showcase and develop the skills, talents and input that make for more balanced, more dynamic and more resilient industries, while shining a light on the traditions and the authentic way of life within these communities. It's something that Accor's team members have been contributing to in a major way. People like Kadir Atherton, Indigenous Programs Manager, and Josh Hanley, Senior Indigenous Programs Manager at Accor. My name's Josh Hanley. I'm the Senior Indigenous Programs Manager at Accor. My role is to focus on First Nation talent. So that's bringing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across our core properties. I grew up in northern New South Wales, which is Bundjalung country. I was playing uh, hockey uh, at an elite level. And once I retired from professional sport, I moved into what we call social inclusion. 
So working with corporates around the country to build their workforce, basically representing minorities in the corporate sector. One of the things we really look to is self-determination from our communities. And employment is the vehicle to parity, giving opportunity for families to generate wealth and break the cycle of uh, what we would call discrepancies from policies in this country. My name's Kader Atherton. I am the Indigenous Programs Manager for Queensland, Northern Territory, uh, and now assisting with New South Wales and ACT. Primarily, our role is to recruit Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders into the industry, establish careers for them, and help them with um, career development within the business in hospitality and tourism. I was born in Brisbane in Australia. I was raised on the south side of Brisbane. I started my career out at Ayers Rock Resort uh, doing a traineeship through the National Indigenous Training Academy. Uh, I then moved into direct employment and worked for the Voyages corporate office and the talent team for a year and then joined a call. Prior moving out to Ayers Rock Resort, I moved out to a little Aboriginal community called Sherberg um, and saw that there was a struggle with young Indigenous Australians getting into employment and establishing careers. And Sherberg is like my mother's motherland. So seeing that happen back where my mum was from was a drive for me to establish my career in order to help others establish their career as well. As the leading hospitality group in Australia, Accor has been a driver of Indigenous success for two decades now, with programmes that reach out to new talents and bring them into the fold. The group has more than 400 Indigenous team members across its properties, with more than 200 new starters over the last couple of years. More than half of them are under 35, providing a real boost to youth employment. And more of them are women than men, which tips the scales in the right direction when it comes to gender equality. Much of that progress is down to targeted recruitment, through the Indigenous Careers Programme, giving candidates a chance to shine. Then it's about supporting those team members and helping them expand their skill sets with career development, mentoring and leadership programs propelling them to new heights. Beyond those individual journeys, creating a positive, inclusive culture is key to keeping those talents on board. That is, educating everyone about the value of diversity in the workplace and providing guidance on cultural sensitivity. These projects go beyond any single hotel or group, with local partners playing a vital role. Accor has teamed up with businesses and organisations with deep roots in Indigenous communities, giving their brands prominence and promoting art, food and events that reflect the land it comes from. And that makes for some truly inspiring moments for guests, whether it's learning about the Wadandi people in Bunker Bay or an immersion in ceremonial practices on Gadigal land in Sydney incorporating the history, culture and achievements of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples is part of a more mindful approach to tourism, where connecting with a place and its people makes for an enriching, authentic experience and means visitors get a better overview of the real Australia. All of these initiatives are about writing a new narrative for Australia and its people. And while taking care of others is at the heart of hospitality, that starts in-house embracing and nurturing all team members and the unique energy they bring. So if we look at the current landscape here in Australia, we still have a divided nation. The biggest challenge we face is the miseducation of 
our Australian citizens, our colleagues. Accor's had a fairly long history in the reconciliation between non-Indigenous Australia and Indigenous Australia. There was a focus on bringing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people into the business, but there wasn't a dedicated resource at the time. So back in 2015, Accor embarked on a journey with the federal government called the Employment Parity Initiative to create a team to effectively resource a core to focus on Indigenous talent within the sector. I joined about nine months into that journey and six and a half years later or so, I'm, I'm still here. The brief at the time from a core was to come in and look at areas that we could improve our employer of choice uh, model. So what that means is that the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community looks at a core as a safe destination, um, a place where they want to work because they feel proud and safe to come to work. We're seeing a societal change, and that's because it's the education and the leadership of our non-Indigenous colleagues. If you looked at reconciliation and we looked at demographic, we always have a saying, it's not up to the 3% to do the heavy lifting, it's actually up to the 97% to come over and assist with that. I definitely did see the change slowly but surely happening. Like the Kevin Rudd apology in 2008 was the first step that I saw as a young person, a step in the right direction to bringing Australia together. My mum was a part of the Stolen Generation, so a lot of Aboriginal culture growing up I wasn't exposed to, not even within school curriculum. So I think when I was turning, I think 17 or 18, I made it my job to go out to a community where my mum is from in a little mission called Sherberg and to go out and learn more about my culture and to educate myself. It's also a fantastic opportunity for the nation to still come together and it's actually part of the reconciliation journey. I guess that's why we do what we do. Australia does have a black history, so in order for us to move forward, we have to acknowledge our past. We have one of the oldest living cultures in the world, so why not be proud to step into our industry and express that and share that culture with our guests and also our employees as well. We want our employees and our managers to come on that journey with us. Watching that shift over the years where I've been within a core has just been a blessing in disguise to know that we're not alone. It's an entire company that's on this journey with us and that we only have the future to look forward to. We're actually there to be a part of the journey and a contributing factor to communities. Internally changing that language and narrative to remove unconscious bias when it came to the recruitment decision making. You need to be diverse in your thought process and you need to understand that individual story uniquely before you can assume that they can or can't do. Unfortunately, when we get to that decision making process, uh, people can miss out just on the basis of unconscious bias, lack of education, not knowing much about an individual because in our world, the resume is not really important. It's about building relationships and communicating orally. One of the statistics that's really, really cool is we know it's 13 times more likely for a First Nations business to employ a First Nations person than a non-First Nations business. All of those unconscious bias challenges that we face here in a core from a societal perspective, you don't face that if it's a First Nations person doing the interview. Um, because there's already that connection. We really take the time to understand the individual, understand what they want. We don't want to have a particular quota of percentage of, of Indigenous representation. We want it to happen organically. Our job here at Accor, from our perspective for our First Nations talent, is we want to identify individuals that want to grow and develop their career, but we want to encourage it there on, on their time, on their measures. And we have a saying in Aboriginal communities where time is circular. I just encourage them to be themselves to be authentic because with the skills and the attributes that they have growing up within their culture and then bringing that to life within hotels encourages them want to actually establish like careers within a core or within the hospitality industry. Now with our careers program, we're more saying like you guys are going to be a massive asset to our company. We want you to come work for us. It's not that they need a job. It's more so we need them to be in our industry. 
It's all about giving the power to the individuals or the communities to self-determine their future, whether that be policy renewal, whether that be economic strategy, whether that be health, whatever that might be, we want the power within those Aboriginal communities and those Torres Strait Island groups to have that power. With the support and the right guidance around you, anything's possible. So I wouldn't picture myself seven years ago. Um, And it all started off from a traineeship to now working for one of the largest hotel companies in the world. So I think as a a young woman or man, like it doesn't really matter what sex you are or what your background is, you're always going to face challenges. But I think one thing about my culture is what I've learned is to just be resilient and to keep pushing through. Without my solid foundation, I don't think I would be where I am today. A lot of things I learned growing up within my culture, I can now bring that to life within my work. I think using my culture as my backbone is what's pushing me to drive to be better within this industry especially. One of the programs that we did create, the Female Indigenous Leadership Program that Kader basically oversees, that's designed at giving our female leaders the empowerment and voice to know that they belong and they can achieve. And we wanted to make sure is that we put the pillars in place to support them and really encourage them to find their voice as a strong black woman. And, and from a cause perspective, that was really brave to stand behind us and go, yeah, we want to resource this. We want them to be genuine to themselves. We don't want any cookie cutters. Our message to them, be authentic, but it's coming from an authentic position. If you can imagine yourself now being a 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old young emerging Aboriginal woman that is actually speaking to a successful senior Aboriginal woman in a large global hotel operator, there's nothing more empowering than that. To Josh's point, I 100% agree. When we see the young women into our business, we do chat a lot about career development and progression. We do put a lot of emphasis on growing our own talent here at Accor. The commodity that we deal with every day is people. So we've got this innate ability to care, nurture, develop and mentor in a very, very genuine way. And by word of mouth, that's how we've just skyrocketed when it comes to recruitment. So that pretty much just happens organically now, which allows us to focus on other areas in the business as opposed to just solely on recruitment. We always get permission from the traditional custodians of the land on which we're operating and working on. So I think with everything that we do within the hotel, we tend to put a cultural lens on it and we wouldn't be able to do half the things that we do if we didn't have the permission from the traditional owners. So I think they definitely play a massive part um, with everything that we do with our day-to-day. There's a lot of people across Australia who are coming together to wanting to bring culture to life, whether that's through their businesses, through products that they sell, through services that they deliver as well. They're definitely a lot more stronger network. Every community we go into, we really take the lead of of the traditional custodians of the community and really get to know what drives them and what product they're working on. Is it art-based product? Is it tourism-based product? Is it a culinary experience? Most of those partnerships, Olivia, are coming from the fact that we've been employing actively in the space for over 15 years now. But we've built such a high workforce that a lot of these relationships are family members of our current colleagues that work in our hotels. So it really is just involvement and the next step. One of the projects that we're working on just down the road here at Kingscliff is a tourism-based product that revolves around culture activities with children and also with our adult guests. One of those will be a child activity which is based around art. So creating art that our children coming along as guests or with their families can actually partake in and take a piece of local Aboriginal culture and, and art back home with them. We know the global audience craves an Indigenous tourism experience and usually when you look at the word tourism in that Indigenous experience, it's very much 
such an educational experience. And when we think about Australia, the global audience really is still scratching the surface of First Nations culture and tourism. We're much more than a bridge and opera house on the global scale now. We're the Red Centre, we're the Great Barrier Reef, we're all everything in between. We're 250 plus beautiful countries that have their own unique story. I think Australia is um, on the top of everyone's list. They want to come and experience for themselves firsthand um, Aboriginal culture, whether it be dancing or singing or painting or just immersing themselves in our culture. With it being one of the oldest living cultures in the world, why wouldn't you want to do it? We've got some great iconic destinations for, for bars and cafes and culinary and shopping, but so does a lot of global destinations. But our point of difference is our beautiful landscape, our beautiful people, our enriching story, our culture, that hopefully over the next decade will continue the positive trajectory upwards and it's seen as something that's a must-do. So I think the fact that we're bringing it to life within our hotels is a step in the right direction. Um, But definitely with our guests that coming over, they want to have that genuine, authentic cultural experience. I think it's our job here to educate ourselves and bring culture to life. So it's pretty much on the forefront of everyone's minds when they want to come visit our country. For us, it's, it's taking your shoes off and putting your feet in the ground and actually, you know, allowing yourself to you know, connect with country. Thank you both for those personal and professional insights. We've seen that when it comes to diversity, everyone benefits. Whether it's visitors, as Josh says, who want to connect with the rich culture of Indigenous communities or team members, like Kadea points out, who are opening the next chapter of the nation's history and pushing for reconciliation and true equality of opportunities. You've been listening to Local Voices Global Stories, a podcast from Accor. Taking you to the heart of hospitality via the people redefining the word welcome in every language around the world.